Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 366. We saw Endgame, and we are not spoiling it at all. Nope. We are flat out telling you ahead of time. You can listen to this spoiler-free. Now, we talk about some numbers. We talk about some things outside of the movie, and we give our kind of initial reactions. It's, I mean, our initial reactions are good. This is I kind mean, of yeah. like a spoiler for the episode. Spoiler for the, yeah. Good. Okay. Yes, and I don't feel like we ever truly will get into the movie. It's just one of those that just go watch it. It's yeah. it's too iconic for us to ever, yeah, spoil for anyone. Maybe someday we'll just debate the nuances of parts of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The yeah, ideas do, yeah. behind some of the oh, parts sure. of the movie. Oh, for sure. I am all about that. When the afterglow's faded. A yeah, bit. yeah. But we don't need to do a rundown of the entire movie because y'all are mm-hmm. watching it. So. Yep. Uh, Reviewed some Doctor Strange, Avengers, Fantastic Four, Thanos, and Wolverine. And I did Hulk Vereens and Ascender. I'm a big fan of Venom, so I just went straight for the Venom books. And uh, we talked a little bit of Star Wars. Uh, again, as we had mentioned, even more Endgame stuff. Yeah, and... mostly Endgame stuff. Yeah. Mostly. So with that, sit back, grab a cold one, and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 366. My watch has endgamed. Dual, like, dual. It's like because two it... great tastes that taste great together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What other words can describe epic, awesome... Are you talking about our Facebook page this week? Oh, yeah. (laughs) That actually was. That blew up. (laughs) Yeah, we had uh, two great things that we posted, and I think the best one was when to go pee when seeing Endgame. That was a great find, and came in handy for me, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Because I went the last moment that you could, and I thought I could maybe hold it, but I quick looked at my phone and saw... There's an hour and a half left. I don't want to tempt fate. Right. I'm just going to go now, and yep. I w- it was worth it. I just dehydrated myself for the whole day. So I was going to, to do that, and then my friends were like, let's go get dinner beforehand, and okay, that leads to a drink or two, and then yeah. fuck. Yeah, no. They used to have intermissions back in the day, right? Yeah. Like if a movie was so long, they would just cut it in the middle at a good point yeah. and let people go do their thing for a good 15 minutes and come back. I think I remember... Well, I went to go see a double feature, so that makes sense. Yeah. It was an intermission between movies. <laughs> the Lion King, and I think it was uh, something like a kid in King Arthur's Castle or something like that. Oh, yeah. We saw this, what, the other weekend? <laughs> <laughs> it's a long time ago. Oh, um, so as uh, stated, we are not going to uh, spoil anything for no. this movie. We're just kind of going to... Say what we just said. I never and... agreed to anything. Here we go. I'm going to tell you a spoiler right now. <laughs> I... It's awesome. <laughs> it's this amazing. Was you will not an be disappointed. Experience. Yeah. Uh, I've I've always wondered what it would have been like growing up at the time where Star Wars first came out. Mm-hmm. When you know people started going and then like we need to see this movie and everyone talking about you need to see this movie. Mm-hmm. This was it, but I think times I'll say eleven because eleven years. It's close to eleven. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw one person posted something on Facebook out of all the people 
that are in my little Facebook hierarchy um, who did not like it. And the person who did not like it, I think, just doesn't enjoy comic books or maybe life. I don't know. Or just cinematic <laughs> masterpieces. Yeah. Like, no, they this probably didn't even... watch the other movies. I talked to somebody last night that hadn't watched the other movies at all. And they're like, should I go see this? No. Do not go see the movie unless you've seen all the other movies. Well, yeah. I would say, well, Period. yes, you don't Period. want to do that. But even as a standalone film, it it brought you on that emotional roller coaster, right. ups and downs, laughs, uh, happy times, sad times. It it was a total package. But yes, it is a total package of the eleven years, right? It, Which is unique the, because all of the other movies that they've done, while they're all tied together, you could kind of not see the other ones. Like you could watch all the Thor movies. Well, there's without a couple having, that no, you no, could. no. You can't. There's so much dialogue in there that actually referenced. You that can, you can't, because they, they ref, I mean, I'm not trying to say it, but like, they referenced here and there and there, and I'm like, I, you can name the different movies. and Right. What I'm <clears> saying <throat> is, like, you can watch the Thor movies. It's like movie. those little asterisks at the bottom uh, that reference right. the other right. comics. Yeah. You, could, you could watch, okay, so you could watch the Thor movies, just like you could read the Thor books, and not have to read Iron Man, or watch Iron Man, or watch Guardians of the Galaxy, or any of that stuff. You could watch all of those movies, and not have to worry about watching the other ones. They help, if you do, because it is a shared universe. This is not that. You have to have watched everything else in order to really get the full enjoyment out of it. And standalone, you have to watch Infinity War. At first. least Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. This because is... it comes in uh, and you, you if, speculating like somebody else watching it and not knowing, you wouldn't know what the hell. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, this is what some people have said, though. It's not, uh, you know, are you going to watch this? It's when are you going to watch this? Mm-hmm. Like that's, or have you, you haven't seen it yet. When are you planning on it? Because everyone is planning on seeing it. Everyone just can't take opening night because obviously those have been sold out and it's pretty much been booked solid for a week. Some of my friends have looked. Now, granted, there's that one seat in the way up front. Right. You could still go see it, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I plan on go seeing it a second time with a friend that hasn't seen it yet, but they just couldn't go this first opening weekend. And what a hell of an opening weekend. Oh yeah, they fucking busted all kinds of records. Yep, they had uh domestically estimated 350 million this weekend. Uh in the opening of what if we can compare it to uh the Star Wars uh movies, they had made somewhere in the the realm Oh shit, I lost my my numbers oh, there. No. All right. Well, we'll go back to these other numbers that I have. Uh, it's estimated to be 1.2 billion worldwide yeah. by the end of this weekend, um, having already done a billion. Worldwide. Th- worldwide? Yes, yeah. worldwide. But uh, the person that had the mantle before that was Infinity War, but they set that record after 11 days. Yeah. So if they did this within three. Right. So, it's astounding. So no one's going to beat this. The opening day record was also Infinity Wars, domestic at least, with uh, 257.6 million, and then Force Awakens right under that with 247.96 million. Oh, yeah, that was what? Um, the And the estimates for this are 350, although um, people in the industry are thinking it's going to be closer to four. So the biggest record internationally, which is surprising to Avatar. me. No, The Fate of the Furious. Oh, mm-hmm. But oh, that was internationally. In opening weekend? Uh, overseas. Oh, like, oh, Like, okay. taken out for domestic. Gotcha. Which that movie and franchise has made a ton of money yeah. in itself. But that you can make all this. It, 
Yeah. They've they've made over twenty billion in the years Marvel Studios has. Oh, yeah. With all sure. their movies. I I do not see something like this. Even the next phase, what they do, or the next big thing. Mm-hmm. Even the new Star Wars coming out with as we talked about that trailer the other yeah. week and everything. <sighs> and Emperor yeah. coming back and going full circle and wherever that's going, it won't have as big of an impact as this. Yeah. And for me, I love looking forward to things. I'm a little like, I'm. I feel empty inside. Oh, you still have lots to look forward to. Well, no, there's a lot. I mean, <laughs> as of this recording, we're gonna see a bunch of death uh, at uh, Winterfell. Yes. So when people are listening to this on Monday, that would have already happened. Well, even with Marvel movies, though, they have Third Guardians of the Galaxy, Second Black Panther, Second Doctor Strange, The Eternals, the next Spider-Man movies coming out this year. There's supposed to be a Black Widow movie coming out. Uh, they have that Shang-Chi movie that they already have planned, plus all the stupid shows. I'm not going to say stupid. They're probably going to be awesome. But <laughs> plus all the shows, and maybe even a Hawkeye movie or show. I think it might be a show. It might be uh, about his daughter, who is kind of going to be like, I think, a Kate Bishop-type character. And that'd be cool. There's so many other possibilities yeah. from this movie that, again... I would love to sit here and speculate on some things, but it would give away yeah. some things from the movie. Which is kind of fun. Like, we're in a secret club right now that other people aren't in. Tony and I had to steal away from other people at a group last night no, at a party well, to talk about things. We got we were so quiet but loud. Yeah. Like, so excited. Well, before you joined me in that conversation, I was talking in front of someone with someone else, but saying things in such the vague terms... Yeah, right. That And I, I was at a previous party the, before that party, too, where the same thing. And that moment when Cap, and I knew exactly, and then and then when that scene happened, or then when we saw, and we're doing hand motions and everything, and, like, yeah. we knew exactly what we were talking about. The other person's kind of like, I love, that, I love that you can do this, and I need to go see this <laughs> yeah. to know what you're talking about. Um, I wonder the repercussions of uh, telling spoilers. Well, you can get your ass kicked. <laughs> hard uh as as shown in hong kong when some dude who fucking walks out of a movie theater and starts talking about the movie they just fucking saw who are they talking to are they well themselves they apparently they have schizophrenia to the or crowd and like man in hong kong got his ass beat hard like there's a picture of him on the internet just sitting on a curb with blood coming out of his head because he got beat up for spoiling the movie i love the amount of people online that are trying to be the the keepers of the end game. They are going around who've seen the movie already, seeing other posts of people that are spoiling it, like this happens, and either if it's on Reddit and downvoting it, or like being first comment, don't read this because this yeah. has spoilers. Uh, I've seen some people even that accidentally saw the spoilers going before even seeing the movie, but then warning everyone else. Um, it's its own fight club. We can't talk about it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Most everyone has the embargo for two weeks. And I feel in two weeks we can maybe talk a little bit more in depth. But even then... I wouldn't even do that to somebody. I I don't want... Yeah. Even if it takes someone two weeks... That I got to experience and everybody should be able to experience it, you know, in good time. Right. Some people are just busy. Yeah. We, I mean, if you saw it and you know other people saw it, talk amongst yourselves. Yeah. Steal away. (laughs) And whisper. We did that before (laughs) we recorded the podcast. So Mm -hmm. we didn't need to to talk to each other while recording. Because why? I mean, you know, everyone needs to go see it. It's fucking awesome. I wish they had a viewing where I could literally just go in there and like audibly sob. 
for like three hours straight and nobody would care. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I need. (laughs) Eventually it's going to be okay to talk about it completely with anybody. Like the sixth sense, you know, Bruce Willis is dead the whole time. Yeah. What? (laughs) He is? Uh Uh-oh. Spoiler alert. Uh, One cameo that I didn't notice in the movie, and this doesn't give away, but creator Thanos, uh, Jim Starlin, had a cameo in there, so that's another thing that I'm going to need to look for this second time around. Yeah. That was something... (laughs) Oh, you're actually... Are you saying that sarcastically? Like, duh, you saw it? I'm trying to think. (laughs) Because you just gave me the same thing. Is he? (laughs) Is he, though? I know. That's how people never know whether I'm being serious or not, because my tone never changes. I felt that there was... Does it say... Oh, tell me later. Yes, I don't want to give everything away. But having learned that, I was like, oh, that's, I'll that's awesome and cool. Yeah. I had wondered... Oh, they, I can't... Don't there's other do parts it. where I feel names could have been of different past uh, creators sure. as well. You guys know what scene I'm talking about, but uh, there's... there's Who knows the many different cameos that yeah. people could be walking around in the background of here or there, and Marvel tends yeah. to do that. One of the... Uh, Writers or director was in it. Yeah. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's an amazing movie. We'll say uh, one of the the stories that came out of this was there was a woman that was hospitalized due to uncontrollable sobbing yeah. after seeing the movie. I yeah. feel for her. I know what that's like. Well, I mean, she has emotional problems. Uh, clearly, don't we all? But uh, we? it is very sad. <laughs> What's sad up? There's like I said, there, it's, it's the whole spectrum of emotions yeah. in this. It's movie. a roller coaster. It was so much fun. Uh, so I was I was seated next to a family, um, and they were mildly annoying throughout the whole movie. It was two adults and their child. Oh um, and the the dad was the most annoying part because he w- he was one of those people who every time something mildly surprising happened, he went. <gasps> And he was sitting right next to me, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna punch this dude in the throat!" <laughs> but when a when a big scene happens uh, towards the end, um, the child started getting very loud and excited. And at first, I was like super pissed off about it because he was being so loud. But the more I listened to him, and like just the pure joy yeah. and excitement that was coming out of him, I'm like, "I'm so jealous! I want to do that too." <laughs> there was uh, going into it. One of my buddies that I went with was talking about, I bet you uh, that people are just going to start clapping at, at moments. And that's one of those things where I, I don't I don't judge people for that. But at the same point, I feel like no one's like... They're not going to hear you. Or they like when they, when they start clapping, you know, at the credits, like, yeah, hey, you know. Like, clapping is they're such, not gonna a, hear you such the, an annoying thing. Like, how, how, yeah. always. Right. <laughs> I hate the clapping. Except comes... for I end up finding myself doing it a couple parts, too. I'm like, fuck yeah! Like... <laughs> Dang it, I'm doing it, but I got so caught up. It's a, it's like a group thing. It's like yeah. a, when you're in a group, you tend to want to do what the other group is doing. And I have enjoyed some of the discussions. I will say certain people may not understand certain parts, but luckily I've read the comic books. I know right. how things are going. And I got to say, my one, uh, it's not even a gripe. There are certain things that are different about these Infinity Stones as they've made a reference through all the Marvel movies mm-hmm. that are different from the comic book yeah. adaptions. Sure. And then I keep thinking, I go, yeah, they're just, they're different. So they don't work the exact same right. way as I thought. And I'm cool with that. It makes yeah. a better, more concise, uh, scientific movie, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> if you put science yeah. in a thing with Asgardians and right. 
well, that's just technology that's far advanced and blah, blah, blah. That's stupidest. That is the stupidest line in the Marvel yeah. universe ever. Yeah, and, and later proven not to be true. Yeah. Uh, as we got Doctor Strange. But so good. So go see it if you haven't. I would hope that everyone who listens to Drunken and Comics probably saw it on opening weekend. We cultivate ourselves some nerdy followers here. And if you have seen it, don't fucking ruin it for anybody. True. All right, let's get into the heart of uh, what we do, and let's uh, talk about some comics. Yay! Lens, why don't you start? I read Ascender, number one, um, which is the follow-up series to Descender by Jeff Lemire and Dustin Wynn. Um, I reviewed the whole series when Descender ended a couple months. I feel like it was... It had to have been like six months ago, but I feel like it was literally just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I was going to say it was... Hmm. I think it was six yeah. months ago-ish, but yeah, it doesn't feel that long ago. I was not expecting this book. I knew this book was coming. We talked about it. I was not expecting it to be so soon. I thought I w- there was going to be a hiatus, like a longer, like a saga-length hiatus in between uh, uh, Descender and Ascender, um, but there was not. It was a nice, short little... It was very exciting when I saw it on the shelves. Um, so, in Descender... Uh, there, it was a world ruled by robots. And at the end of it, spoilers, um, all the robots are destroyed. There's this big, massive event that calls all the robots. And Ascender is, takes place not too long after it, because some of the characters from Descender are in this book. Uh, but long enough for this child to have grown up in a world without robots. And it's mostly based in magic which is a step away from Descender, because there was no magic in Descender. Everyone thought it was dead, and technology ruled. Now technology is dead, and magic is coming back. So, kind of interesting. Um, but there's there's this whole entity now that runs the entire universe, and she calls herself Mother. And she's basically like the head witch, I would say. Head magic user, fear monger type person. And, uh, the, everything is, everything is based around her. You have to have been saved by her to be part of communities and you have to, and everyone's got part of certain ranks and sex and stuff and they're tattooed on their skin so they can be identified. Um, and this book follows little girl whose father, who was in the previous books, um, has chosen to live outside of the realm of magic because he experienced the world of technology and it impacted him so greatly that he doesn't want to delve into this new world. Um, but this wraps into the old series at the very end when you get the hound who has a backwards tongue and anyone who's read Descender, I'm not going to give it away, anyone who's read Descender knows what that means. So I'm just going to say that as a little spoiler for... Uh, anyone who's in the know. If you don't know, then you should definitely um, read Descender first. <laughs> I don't know that you would get uh, full enjoyment from this book without having read Descender first, because they are directly linked to each other. Um, and it is such a great series. I, I mean, you could get the trade and just read through it in a day. Um, Dustin Wynn's art, still fucking amazingly beautiful in this. Watercolors, ethereal looking. So good. It's everything I expected it to be. There weren't any surprises, 
in it yet. It was kind of like exactly what I wanted it to be. Um, so we'll see if they throw anything big or new at me. But I am super excited to dive into this book, just as I was when Descender was on its run. So that's all I'm going to say about it. I knew how happy you'd be. I know. <laughs> I walked into the comic book and I was like, I, I brought it up to the counter and he was like, oh, and I was like, yeah, I know. I didn't know it was coming out this week. And we shared like me and the guy shared a moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a couple that I briefly want to touch on. Uh, Infinity Wa or Wolverine Infinity Watch number three. It came out, I believe, two weeks ago, but since we really... We had a different type of show the other week because yeah, we uh, of Easter. Uh, I, I want to quick bring it up because uh, having the... It starts off with King Thor and Phoenix Logan just chilling, having a drink. And with... The, you know what I'm talking about? I read this one, yeah. Okay. And uh, having them just sitting there, uh, Logan goes, you know, this was a, a great... Uh, you know, team up, and Thor thinks he's talking about him, but he's like, no, the dog. And then I thought he was thinking about Thori, but then we cut back to younger Logan, because time travel, and we've already seen older Logan come back with the the bat and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Phoenix time, Logan. Time bat. Yes. yes. So we then get to see uh, the dog Bats, who is uh, Doctor Strange's dog that was killed by Loki, who's now a ghost dog come on their adventure and i love the dog and i love the team up and everything and loki and wolverine mm -hmm. it's just been great in of itself wolverine calling out loki for you're going to betray us at some point and disappear lo and behold he goes you're right and then disappears towards the end of this book uh wolverine getting uh, before them going on their uh, trip through outer space stopping by to get some beer and Loki just kind of saying, why you got to do it? And Wolverine explains, I may be able to heal, but I heard a fuck a lot every time that happens. So the beer kind of helps me through it. Then also makes a point to make fun of uh, Wolverine for don't the X-Men just fight robots. <laughs> Cue ahead a couple panels and sure enough, they're fighting uh, some of the Raptors, which are kind of sentient robots. And Loki kind of giving a look of like, and you said you don't just, you know, fight robots and everything. Uh, we also have uh, a point where Loki then says, you know, maybe you wouldn't have to get drunk all the time if you didn't keep getting hurt all the time. Like, you kind of suck at that. Uh, all in all, it was a, a great uh, book. I am enjoying what's going on here. And it kind of continues from what was a mediocre, the Infinity War last uh, comic book. Uh, event that they had mm -hmm. uh this is shaping up to i feel be better than what that was so i'm in i'm thoroughly enjoying it nice uh another thing with infinity was avengers edge of infinity and this is a uh kind of a sequel to the charge of affinity uh i mean sticking positive in ways that i can i i don't f i honestly don't feel this was the book felt like it didn't have quite so much soul. It felt like a Saturday morning cartoon, which is not terrible because I like watching Saturday morning cartoons, mm -hmm. but it, it wasn't predictable either. It was just like when um, Black Widow would use one of her tools, she would announce it like, take mm -hmm. that with my black 
Sting or something like mm-hmm. that. And then she did it again and announced it too. And I was like, who's this for? I don't know. Writer, writer uh, Ralph Macchio, uh, not that Ralph Macchio. Really? But yes, that is his name. <laughs> uh, it's primarily, I just want to say that. Uh, yes, it, the writing didn't feel the greatest. Now, I will say the art, though, by Andrea DeVito was amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I will say the I, I personally enjoyed. Uh, a part in there, and it was only briefly though. I felt like it could have gone longer. Was Modok getting a full kind of suit of armor, so his head, kind of Power Ranger style, lands yeah. on this robotic body, mm. so that he's like a giant robot with like what looks like a normal head for that Instead robot. Of a giant head with tiny yeah, little baby yeah. arms and feet. That was kind of fun, but it it didn't still last as long as it was. Head. It was just <laughs> a bigger still, body, still kind of big. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So that one. All right. Uh, no, I, the, the the writing though, the cheesiness of it, I felt like was kind of like a tribute. Well, I like feel a, like it it might not have just been for our age level, and I think maybe kids with some of that writing would have found it more easier for them to, I guess, carry on with the story. Um, agreed. Doc- yeah, agreed. Doctor Strange number thirteen. Uh, this is what happened. In the last one was. Galactus was sent to the Mystic Realm, and Galactus is hungry, but Galactus has never really devoured mystic energies and planets there, so it's starting to fuck with his system, and he's getting addicted to it, however, it's starting to turn him insane. Hmm, and insane Galactus sounds not fun. No, and and Steven needs to get Galactus out of this realm back into the real world, but in doing so, he's there's demons, there's you know good people. It always seems though there's a lot of bad people in the mystic realm, and it's full of other planets and other beings and everything. So he strikes a bargain and is going to be his herald. Now he's warned by his ex-lover uh, Clea, who's been in this realm and kind of been estranged from Strange, and she kind of says, "You're a healer." You're not, you know, yeah, a murderer. Yeah. That's kind of going against your oath. And he hasn't done anything yet, but he's searching for some planets that Galactus might be able to devour while they wait for trying to figure to get him out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next issue, I think, is going to be pivotal in that choice that Doctor Strange is going to have to make. And Doctor Strange has been on a journey. These first uh, couple uh, issues uh, in this new not story arc, but kind of where he's been going in this new series. I'm enjoying it. Uh, last, I want to talk about Fantastic Four number nine, which also had Galactus in it. And this is one of those things that I kind of always sometimes have a gripe with Marvel Two books. Two different Galactuses. When the last die. You can then say it doesn't happen on the same day. And then, you know, he's yeah. in the, the mystic realm one day. And then he's, you know, in Latveria the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, this issue kind of wraps up uh, also the return of the Fantastic Four, uh, Ben getting married to Alicia Masters. Finally. And all that happened a couple issues ago, and now they've been kind of stuck in Latveria when Doom captures Galactus and is siphoning off the mystic energies. And at the last issue had all four of the Fantastic Four uh, trapped. And they're all trapped in one of those... If one does one thing, it will like booby trap everyone else type uh, scenarios. Mm-hmm. But what we see is uh, Susan Storm 
they it was a great uh poignant beginning where they're saying that they pull their strengths or like johnny you know has learned from reed that uh you know you got to think outside the box or uh how reed has stretched himself to the or gone beyond his limits uh when you know learning from ben and everything and one of the greatest things which really sets a tone for how doom is going to interact with the fantastic four now is susan has now the power to turn some things invisible where she does that when doom has got all the cameras in the world uh he did it at first uh to show that he saved the world from Galactus. So he's like, everyone praise me. I'm the hero of the world. And then when he captured the Fantastic Four and was going to kill them, everyone look at me. I've captured them and I'm going to kill them. She makes his armor invisible. And all those uh, cameras are seeing Doom's face. The one weakness that he hates. All of his armor? Well, from Ooh. the from the stomach. The Emperor's up. new clothes. Oh, oh. And as of course, they get a full show. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they did. Oh. Well, it was cold. Yeah. You know, Santa's it's cold back. inside the armor. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a little doomy there. <laughs> now, one of the great things is, as readers, we never truly get to see his full face. Right. You can see parts of it, and then he's putting his hands up over his. And what does she do? She starts turning his hands invisible as oh. well. Oh. So that he's just got to get out of there, which allows the others to break out. Yeah. This is all within the first couple pages. Nice. And it's amazing. And then they, they do go on and free some other things. But I've been very happy with uh, the, the series the, so far. The return of your favorite yeah. family. Marvel's first family. Yeah. And Charles, you, uh, you got to caught up in some Venom. Yeah, I read two different uh, Venom comics. The first one I read um, was Venom Space Knight, number one. And the reason I read it is because the cover was pretty. It was just nice-looking artwork. I'd love to do this kind. And when I opened it up, I was surprised to see that that same style of artwork continued throughout the comic, and it was fucking pretty. It was beautiful. The story uh, didn't have as much character development as I'd like, because I'd like to hear why he's, he's a space knight, you know, more. But it really just dropped you into this scene where uh, he's running around um, on, a, like, a mission, right? And he's reminiscing about the times he played football back in the day as, like, a normal person. Uh, his suit, his suit looks different. It looks like a space suit. So is this Flash? This is Flash Thompson, okay. yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, he, uh... It, it, it seems episodic, the whole thing, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, just pretty to look at, for sure. I mean, I enjoyed it, and I, mean, I look forward to this artwork again. I really do yeah. love the artwork that much. That doesn't even matter what happens. I just like to look at it. It's so pretty. They put so much detail into it. Or I would zoom in. He dies. <laughs> <laughs> the um the other thing that I read was Venomized, uh, one through five. Um, this was like a just a blast. These guys, um, these the the poisons. Mm-hmm. Um, this I guess the whole thing began in like the Venom verse, whatever. The, the poisons like show up and start like shooting people with these guns that shoot symbiotes and put symbiotes on all these different people. So the first thing they do is like it shows them at the um, at the Professor X the uh, the school, the mm. academy, right? Mm-hmm. And they're just running around shooting people. And they just become little venomized versions. Yeah, of, it's terrifying. And so it's like a cornucopia of characters in this the whole series because. They just include as many people as they can. Mm -hmm. But what I liked about it most was they changed the suit sort of texture. It's, it's, I don't know how to describe it. It's just different. It's not a smooth, liquidy thing. It's more like a, 
it's almost like fractally a little bit. I like this new look that they're trying to push on us. Anyways, I, I liked it a lot. It was just fun to see all the different... Spider-Man, he just... He got the suit back. He's just black suit Spider-Man all of a sudden. Yeah. He seemed like normal. He's like, no! He goes to the um, the bell and try, like kicks the, the bell that does the big sound thing. Tries to get the suit off. It doesn't work this time. So that was I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, that was a good series. So this... this And it probably ties directly to the ongoing Venom series, right? Because they're hunting all the people who have ever been... Well, there's a Tyrannosaurus Rex Carnage returns. is hunting. Right. Whoever's been... I mean, I guess it symbiote. could be part of the Cult of Venom. Yeah. Or Cult of Carnage, but... It explains how so many people... Well, there's a lot of shit that's symbiote. going on with the symbiotes now, which I am okay with, but at the same point, I feel like in the last two years with having all these things coming out, I'm a little over it. Mm. Like, scale back a bit. Like, sure. I was happy when there was... Uh, a new symbiote that came out. Sweet, this is cool. What small slight change can it do with this superhero? Now it's like, you get a symbiote. You get a symbiote. Ultra. Everyone gets symbiotes. Look, Look underneath under your, your chair. <laughs> yeah. There's like a when, symbiote. Like when everyone got hammers. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. We don't need everyone to get them. Now granted though, I do love when they have uh, covers that show someone that is venomized. Right. And you get to finally, you get to see that and you do kind of get to wonder in your head, what that would that person be yeah. like and would they take the you know because not all of the clintar are evil it just seems like there's an off branch of them and even that whole mythology kind of i'm glad that it's here but I'm, i i didn't need it yeah it one of those things there's some good aspects of of the symbiotes and then there's some yeah eh. um is that all you got for for books this week yeah, I did read some other ones, but I don't think that I should discuss them. Okay. Since I'm um, disappointed, you know. Well, I finished reading Hulk Marines, and I'm not going to go too much into it. I just have to say, this series gave me that picture. Wow. <laughs> which is the leader, romantically entwined. It was a very interesting way for them to end this book. That is. Is that, is that like a heart in the background it made is. of clouds? Okay. The best part of it is so is, this is the woman he's kissing is the um, the doctor that created Weapon H, and so they're trying to work together to take down uh, a Hulk, Wolverine, and Weapon H. They look and pretty busy. They well, she shows <laughs> up and he throws his humanoids out. Those those little beasts that he controls, and she throws some out, and they're bigger. And he was like. Oh, I like your technology. And like throughout the whole rest of the book, there's like this flirting back and forth between them where they just keep stroking each other's egos and stuff like that. And at the very end of the book, they're talking about how pitiful it is that people have families and love for each other. But they start doing like that whole slow talk where they finish each other's sentences. And then all of a sudden it ends in this kiss with the little fucking heart around them. And I'm like, that ex perfectly explains the cheesiness level of this book. Super cheesy. But like in a way that's kind of awesome. <laughs> um, so one, actually, a couple things that I forgot to mention. When we we're talking about Endgame, and nope. there's still a ton of stuff to not talk, talk about. about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not talking about. Uh, Marvel this week had started tweeting out and releasing all their mid-credit uh, scenes, uh, kind of that have gone into setting up this oh, universe. Okay. They even posted the Captain Marvel one. So for the few people that may have not sat through and realized you should always sit through every right. Marvel movie, uh, that's something that 
for the there's a couple people that have gone that have asked me, do I need to see Captain Marvel before seeing this? And as I told them, you will miss a few things, but if you can just know she shows up, she kind of is off world doing things while the other mm-hmm. events happen. Mm-hmm. Uh like, you know, the Age of Ultron and all that, that's where she's been. Obviously the end credit scene that now they can watch on online, now you'll kinda of get the whole picture right. of uh yeah. who she is. So I don't feel like you, it's necessarily to no. to see it for Endgame. Yeah. Uh, and it explains how the one of the first things that happens in the movie how how it happens that that end end scene is directly related to the beginning of the yeah. Movie. Um, speaking of end scenes, just so everyone knows. You don't have to sit through the end game credits. There's but you not, should. You've sat through not, all of them. Yeah, but there's not a there's not a end scene. That's the only thing I'll spoil. There's, I don't know. The mid credit thing was kind of cool. What they did with but, the cast. Yeah, yeah, but it's not. It's not nothing that you need to like. You don't need to sit there. And but watch that's it. the beginning. But, it's the beginning and the end. Yeah. Sit through the end. Uh, but you I, don't have to. <laughs> Linz is wrong. Uh, I have so to, wait. There's nothing after the credits, or there is. There is. Okay. But it's not. But there isn't. It's like most people, you sit through the end of the credits because you know there's going to be something that ties the movies together, right? There's always. It does a tie big... the movies together. No, there, there's always at the a end very... of At the end of. Um, fuck, what was it? One of them. Uh, Spider Man, right? At the end of it? Was it like Captain America talking about disappointment? Yeah. That's all. Like, there's well, a just, lot of them. He just makes fun of people sitting there still. The, yeah. That, that's that, it. That was actually a great a one. A lot of yeah, them, there's. It doesn't tie There's one, there's a mid credit scene. And then there's because they the do the, they do the right. flashy credits and then they'll do a scene and then they and then go they'll the do scrolling the, yeah uh, and sometimes there's one after that sometimes it's important sometimes it's not one of them was just them sitting around eating shawarma like so but this one I mean you can sit through and see what's at the end if you're a true fan of Marvel you'll get it not everyone will um, but again not entirely necessary but you should. <laughs> Yeah, you should. If you have to really pee, you can get up and go. Oh, you shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Where where it depends. Uh, So, uh, two last things uh, before moving on to some other news uh, that I'd forgotten before. Two teacher-related things. One, there was a teacher that posted a huge note on his door stating any he can't go to see the movie until his brother gets back from vacation, which would be Wednesday of this week and so no one better spoil it or he's failing the class mm. like very serious I'm yeah. granted, you can't really do that no. but I don't know as a lot teacher a lot of angry parents <laughs> on that one if that actually happened I don't know if I was a parent of one of those kids I'd drown them <laughs> little so shit drown them. Uh, the other uh, one that I had uh, heard about was a teacher who uh, he was a substitute teacher and trying to get the class to you know how teachers can be sometimes uh with substitutes they don't really care the, the teach- subs don't care no the kids don't care when oh. the substitutes in you know he's oh, kind of like yeah, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah we can kind of do mess around everything yeah yeah uh the teacher started uh saying every time that i have to tell you guys to be quiet i'm gonna start writing a letter or a word and these were going to form sentences to spoil ah, endgame that's smart that got the first thing he was he posted was Thanos, mm. and then people started falling in line <laughs> and being like, "All right, uh, no, shut mind. up, shut up, but yeah, 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 we'll be good for you." Yep, that's funny. Wise way to wield your substitute power, right? 
Oh, man. Uh, what else happened in the world besides that? I mean, I mean that's... did anything else happen? The Eisner Award nominations we, were... Uh, we watched a trailer. Oh, yeah, for the dramatization of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Everyone, I mean, this literally has nothing to do with comics or anything like that, except most people love The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Because um, it's our childhood, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> but go go to YouTube and watch Bel-Air, which is a fan... Fan? Uh, it's a professional fan-made trailer for a dramatization of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's just amazing. And I so I watched a video yesterday. Will Smith watched it, and he's totally on board for if this actually became reality. And I have to say, I'm a little on board, too. <laughs> so. I would hope they changed actors out, though. I He did. He was, I mean, if you go back and watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and watch Will Smith act in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, <clears throat> I think they're about the same. Oh, I don't care about that. Yeah. I, I want I want a good actor and a good uh, uh, tribute to this. Yeah. Forget the past. Let's, <laughs> let's do it right this time. So uh, Disney Plus, as that's going to be more and more prevalent mm-hmm. in news, mm-hmm. uh, they have many uh, shows coming to to their thing. And as we already said before, we can't really speculate what's going to necessarily be coming to that from the Marvel side. But Disney has acquired Fox, and some of the stuff that Fox has had in development, Disney is now just scrapping. Many people thought maybe we'd see this movie or this show get less of a budget, but maybe come in there. Disney's kind of starting going down the chopping block. Yeah. Uh, We obviously know we're still going to see the dreaded Dark Phoenix. Um, That other one is still in limbo hell, and that might get cut. New Mutants. Yeah. One of the things that I heard that just got... um, Chopped was Mouse Guard. And I'm a little bit sad about that. We just talked about that a couple weeks ago. Yes. Disney is uh, looking at they don't want to put money into what they don't feel would be a big franchise, which I find that's a disservice. Yeah, they're... I mean, first of all, it's Mouse Guard and you're Disney. I think you have to do anything that's (laughs) mouse-based, right? Yeah. (laughs) I think it's just part of who you are. Plus... I mean, maybe whoever's running Disney doesn't understand how awesome Mouse Guard is, but they should. They should. They so there's gonna be it. more. There's gonna be more uh, things caught that we thought were in development from yeah. that could have been going, and even some stuff that Disney might rearrange. Now, granted, they're very good at forecasting what they're going to do, right. but maybe switching up some things. Uh, one of the things that previously understood was the Netflix uh, Marvel shows. There is a two-year like not delay but like a gap where Disney can't do anything so people thought maybe in two years well no two years from even thinking about talking to start those like Mm. if there was wind of they're already getting pre-production now but won't start date like because pre-production can take at least a couple months to a year so it may be longer till we see those shows but word is Marvel wants to do some more with those properties the more question is when they should, and they should do them even better than what they were. We still have one more season of Jessica Jones that I think is going to come out. Yeah, and yeah. I, that's what I, I, I don't know how I feel. I wish they had one last team up, yeah. like to kind of sure. end it. Because I don't know how sense. I want. I did enjoy Jessica Jones, but all those shows were so different that I wanted one them last, all to have their last yeah. send off. Some heroes for hire, thing. or even Daredevil yeah. ending it. I felt yeah. in the end. 
Um, as we know, and we've stated before, this was the Super Bowl of all nerd weekends with Endgame as well as the Battle of Winterfell uh, coming on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I, um, I got in a conversation about... I finally caught up. I watched all the back seasons and have watched the two new ones. So I'm oh. completely caught up on Game of Thrones. I had already watched all of Game of Thrones. I was rewatching it. Because this has been two years. For posterity. Right. It's been two years. There's a lot of shit you can't remember. Uh-huh. Um, but then I got in a conversation with somebody, and they were like, won't it be sad when Brienne dies? And I was like, you shut your whore mouth. <laughs> she's not going to die. And if she does, I'm going to quit watching the show. So that's that's my thoughts on the episode <laughs> <so> tonight. <laughs> she better not die. So what I was going to mention before you uh, cut me off. Yeah. Well, was... you know. He says we never talk, and then he gets mad when I talk. Well, that's true. <laughs> Just don't pay attention all the time of when you're saying stuff. Uh, one of the... There's multiple other Game of Thrones spinoff shows that have been talked about. One of them is officially dead now uh, in the waters from HBO. They're still planning on the prequel one, but I've heard there's prequels, a prequel prequel, uh, one set in Essos and other things, so... Uh, one of them is officially dead. Yeah. Now, some good news. If you want to own a castle from Game of Thrones, uh, you could own River Run. For just five easy payments of uh, your soul. Six six thousand five hundred dollars. That's it? Yeah. Now granted I'm I'm guessing it's probably not a livable castle. Mm. I mean, think of all the updating <coughs> you'll have to do in the drywalling and everything. I mean Yeah. It's, cleaning up all it's that like blood. a toy set. It's not even that big. Yeah. It's, 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 Six that's funny, dollars. that's probably true <laughs> I ordered this castle on eBay <laughs> did, you, did you check to make sure it wasn't just a set piece? What's the scale? No, it's a real, it's a real <laughs> castle in Northern Ireland um, Yeah, it's, But it sank into the swamp River Run That was the uh, ta- oh. ta- Tarleys Right? That was Catelyn's family. Yeah. Doesn't really have, like, they CGI'd some stuff and moats and stuff around it. Doesn't yeah. really have all that. Oh, but... well, no wonder it's only $650,000. Oh, yeah, then. the moat mo- adds an extra yeah. million to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to the estate. Of course it does. Of course it does. You could put a moat around your house and sell it for a million dollars. Okay, maybe not, but. I mean, it has 15 bathrooms, and or 10 bathrooms and 15 bedrooms. Wow. Built in the 1800s. Um, bathrooms, just holes in, in cement, or? <laughs> Goes down to a, a bucket that yeah. the servants carry away. <laughs> right, right. Oh, that sounds not appealing at all. Heat? Is it heated? Fireplaces, the, the, probably, the... right? That's well, careful, see... the whole thing's flammable. <laughs> That's how they... <laughs> oh. Right on. I I mean, I don't have much else. There's an alien tabletop game coming out, which I thought sounded super fun and interesting. Um, the Eisner Awards were announced this week. I'm not going to go through them. There was a lot of really cool people who were nominated for them, so go online and check out the nominations. Image swept. Uh, all their books were the best new series yeah. came out, and that's never really occurred before in, yeah. in Eisner history of one company having most the of best of well when you kind of let your writers do whatever the fuck they want it's you know it's pretty easy to to get a, such a variety that all of them could be nominated without it feeling redundant 
you nominated a bunch of Marvel books, it would just literally be like superhero after superhero after superhero. So, um, one thing, and I forgot to mention that I read a quick story in Marvel Comics Presents, which uh, saw Spider Man. It was like set in the seventies. Spider Man going to the premiere of Star Wars mm. and then having to fight someone, and it was the closest I feel we're gonna get between Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah. Him standing in line and then having to stop a robbery and and all that. But speaking of Star Wars, uh, Mark Hamill got in a little bit of a backlash. Yeah, this... So, <clears throat> all, literally all he did is some fan made a made a picture. He took, the, he took a screenshot of Lando in the Millennium Falcon and uh, photoshopped in Leia, Luke, and Han. And Mark retweeted it with the hashtag missed opportunities. And collectively, fans lost their shit because, you know, people can't have opinions on things unless it's theirs. And uh, took that to mean that Mark hates the new movies. He hates them so much because he tweeted this picture. And I think that's completely ridiculous. I think Mark Hamill should like the first movies more because they made him famous. Yeah. Uh, so Billy D. Williams came to his defense and just saying, you know... Don't, you know, you're, you're always used to getting people's knickers in a twist, yeah. and, you know, it's part of your charm and everything, and, and Hamill uh, also had said, you know, retweeted back of, you know, I was just trying to post this, uh, maybe I should have just posted a bunch of Endgame spoilers yeah, instead. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, I mean, he was like, I miss these guys. Why, why can't I, I miss these people. People see what they want to see. <sighs> they already have an opinion about him, it's and like, they get mad because he did something. I get so tired of fans ruining things, you know? Like, all right. Enjoy we get, the thing yeah, for the thing. Yeah, get that you're into it. But, people can't, like, comprehend that they're wrong about stuff. Well, and, like, also it doesn't matter. Like, my opinion about something doesn't matter to you or you're you. You're goddamn right it doesn't. <laughs> and your kidding. opinions don't really matter to me. Like, they, they matter in a way that, like, we can have nice discussions about them, but... It's not going to influence my opinion. I can give a fuck less. I'm going to think what I think. And that's the way everyone should think. Just Actually, well, you know what? what I, I, have, I have a different opinion about that. <laughs> you're welcome to that opinion. <laughs> it might be wrong, but you're welcome to it. <laughs> but I'm not going to give you shit online <laughs> right. for anything right. you do yeah. when it's based on your opinion. I hated the X-Men movies, but I did not attack anybody online about it. I could have. Just even, even though we still keep people, shitting on Dark Phoenix. Cause... People probably attack Mark Hamill because they're hoping he'll respond directly to them. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. And then they feel famous. Yes. Mark Hamill. <laughs> he talked to me. You know, one though... of the things, whenever I think of Mark Hamill, the first thing I start thinking of now is when he was in uh, uh, Kingsman. In that first one when he was that professor. I don't remember that. Remember the Kingsman at all? Uh, barely. Oh. Yeah. Because it just felt so not Mark hamill yeah. Right. Hamillish. Yeah, Hamillish. Yeah. Mark Hamillish. I like that. Um, so, booze in the book this week. Uh, coincidentally, Endgame came out, and there's a new Thanos series coming on out. Synergy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say I don't like when comic books retcon things or start going back to origin stories, even stuff that you don't normally know because... I already know the ending now. I don't really always care about the beginning. This is a compelling book, though. Um, in this series, it starts off with Gamora talking about her growing up. So I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be her uh, 
being, you know, adopted by Thanos. But then the rest of this book is Thanos just kind of killing people. Uh, you see him uh, talking about his true challenge, uh, Magus, in the Universal Tr Church of Truth. Mm. I really like that came out of nowhere thinking how long ago they've had their feud. Right. And this is even before him understanding about any gems, stones, whatever. But she, he still has his uh, crew. You see kind of the Black Order being formed. Uh, him sadistically. I mean, there's guts in here. There's a point where there's a child that he found cowering and kind of off screen, screen or panel, but you still see the legs dangling and then the kid dead. Like, they don't really... There's lots of guts and that's how a Thanos book should be. Don't kind of sugarcoat it. Right. But then we get to the part where there is Gamora and he is going to kill her, but because of seeing death, the reason why he's killing so much is because he feels that that's the one way he feels alive and it's the one way he can see death because death is eluding right. him right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that she showed up when so Gamora was there and Gamora could see death and said, please wait when she was walking away and Thanos noticed, wow. So this is the traditional Thanos story and not the whole I need to balance the universe story. Yeah, this is, yeah, yeah, his love for, yeah. for death. So it's the comic book version, as it should be. Mm -hmm. But I like that I that was a so reason. The reasons in the MCU was fine for what he was, half, right. and so he saved her because she was just half. This one is, I feel, more sadistic, as he should be within the comic book realm. And the only reason why he spared her was because Lady Death had shown up. This is something mm. that is new to the mythos. I'm enjoying where this is going. And this pairs perfectly with a drink that our movie theater was having. I feel it's the same one that they had last year for Infinity War 2, but it was a Thanos, Thanos uh, cocktail. It's uh, a mixture of uh, vodka, blue carousel. I really, I, you know how much I want to say Krakow. Uh, a little bit of cranberry juice, some Sprite, and uh, some sweet and sour mix. And it gives it kind of the purpley looking mm -hmm. Thanos, and it's a flavorful cocktail. Sure, and if you drink too much of it, it takes away half of your faculties. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually good. I sounded like a dick there. So on our next podcast, are we going to talk about things, or are we just going to wait another one? I think we're going to wait forever. Yeah. Never going to talk about never gonna it. Talk about never going to talk about it. Never going to get it, never going to get it. Right. We'll talk about it in infinity. Well, that didn't make sense, but okay. It's <laughs> going for something there. Oh, Charles, you want to lead us out? Well, you want some words of wisdom? Uh, words from Charles. Okay, all right. Uh, don't think you can't... Um, uh, if, you, if you think you can't do great things, then do small things in a great way. That's my words of wisdom. So if you can't kill half the universe at once, kill them slowly. Yeah, a little bit <laughs> at a time. Take my little bits here yeah. with your little Thanos copter. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, with that, uh, I, I don't know what to look forward to. I don't know what to stay thirsty Life for. after Endgame is so weird. We'll still be here for you guys, though. So stay thirsty for more Drunk on Comics. 